Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Hello, everybody. We're a little early today. I uh, wanted to make sure that we uh, we got up for whatever reason uh, back in 2021, we had some technical difficulties getting started. So uh, we jumped on a little early. But now we're 2022, Ziggy. So we're I in mean, a new year and new possibilities. Isn't so exciting? <laughs> even for the Lovability Show, it, it, we, we are on time. Looks like we've already got uh, quite a few people uh, uh, watching. Um, and uh, joining us, so hello, uh, everybody. Hope you guys had a great, uh, a great holiday, uh, Christmas, uh, Hanukkah, New Year's, um, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, Ziggy. Ziggy was out. I haven't seen Ziggy in weeks. I know. I uh, I think the last show that you did was uh, December seventeenth, and I was out that day because that was the day before my thirtieth birthday. Wow. So, uh, but it's great to see you again. I'm glad that we all had uh, nice Christmases, holidays, yeah. New Year's and everything. So it's great to have you back in studio. Well, thank you. Great to have you back. Um, it's been, th- yeah, three weeks. So we were, uh, we were off. Uh, we were off Christmas week. The studio was closed. And then the next week was New Year. Studio was closed. So now we're back. Uh, you know, I really, um, as we're getting started here, uh, I know we're just a teeny bit early. I really felt like, you know, what do you talk about? It's the new year. But I feel like, number one, everybody wants to start off on a fresh, you know, fresh slate, the best uh, the best that they can uh, with what they already have that they're bringing in. Um, and and, um, and I, I think also that we're still carrying over some really bad habits from last year, and I really want those to end. I really do because I, I, I have a level of frustration in my job. What I do, um, I mean, I'm a dating coach and I'm a matchmaker, and it gets frustrating for me at times to watch some of you do make huge mistakes and big mistakes that that cost you finding a long-term relationship, getting in a long-term relationship or staying in a long-term relationship. And it it makes me crazy. I think at times it even makes me a little um, jaded. <laughs> it's the wrong thing to say probably, but there there's an element to this. It's you know, I'm not in a bad relationship, but sometimes I feel like I am because some of you are, and you're refusing to change your patterns. And it's frustrating for me to watch love pass you by people. Um, And I think that's the hardest thing is that I'm watching you 
pass up on love and pass up on good relationships and pass up on good people, number one, because maybe you're not ready or maybe you're not doing the right thing. So um, so I want to just say hi, Tammy, Lynn, hello, beautiful Lynn Dowdle. Greg, hello, welcome. Uh, Dana, welcome. I know there's other people. I don't know why this does this, but I can't see you. So hi, other people that I can't see, um, your names. And um, so I want to try to do my best to give you guys some advice today from somebody who does this day in and day out. And I'm standing on the outside and being that third impartial person that you can't be. Uh, and so I think that some of you don't see your blind spots and I need you to, because the thing is, is if you wanna change, and I wrote a post about this today, if you wanna change anything in your life, you've gotta change you. You've gotta change what you're doing, what you're attracting, what you're putting out there, what you're accepting, what you're saying yes to, what you're saying no to. I mean, all of the above, there has to be changes made. And it means we have to let go of the old and try new things. And I, again, it's such a cliche, you know, let go of the old, grab the new, but it's true. The only way something changes is if you change it. So, uh, so let's Kelly, Kelly, uh, hello, uh, great to see you. Uh, so this one of my football loving girls. I love my football chicks. Uh, so getting ready for that big game too. Um, any of you Alabama fans out there watching? Uh, we got the national championship this year, Georgia, Georgia Bulldogs, go dogs. Um, we are winning. We are we are winning the national championship game this year. Okay. So uh, so the first thing I want to talk about is patterns. You guys know your patterns. We, we anybody that is over the age of forty five has dated enough that hasn't had enough dysfunctional relationships or relationships that didn't work. Uh, and you have to be able to stop and look at your pattern. If you don't know it, you need to stop and, and, and identify what it is. Uh, but most of you are enlightened enough to know that you're either you're attracting the wrong person. You're attracting unavailable people. You're attracting people that are angry. You're attracting people that um, are physically unavailable. Um, you're attracting uh, addicts. Um, you're attracting codependents. Um, you know, the, the list goes on and on, but at some point you have to acknowledge, uh, hello, Julie, you have to acknowledge what your... Uh, what your patterns are. I've got two Julies and one said, go dogs. I know, girl, go. Uh, Judy, hello as well. Uh, Julie, Julie, and Judy <laughs> and Jennifer. Uh, we got the J's going today. Um, okay. So, uh, so you have to acknowledge your patterns, people, and you have to look at them and you have to change them. If So I, I have said this a million times and I'm going to say it again, but please hear it this time because this is where the work is for yourself. If I'm not your coach, I'm giving you tips right now that you can use so that you have a coach and something to work on. Unavailability. If you are attracting unavailable partners, physically, emotionally, spiritually, any type of unavailability, one thing is certain, it's not them, it's you. I paused for a reason. You have to find out where you are unavailable. You can't attract something that you're not. Just like you can't attract somebody who is 
um, loyal and faithful. If you're not loyal and faithful, you can't attract to you what you're not. So, uh, so where are you unavailable? Where are you not maybe, I mean, unavailable might mean that you're not willing to be vulnerable. Unavailable would might mean that you've been hurt in, a, in previous relationships and you're afraid to put yourself out there or commit to somebody uh, because you're afraid of, of being lied to, cheated on, or hurt, that, that makes you unavailable. So you have to clear that space of unavailability before you're able to attract someone who, who can give you what you need. It's, it is, it is a, it's a space that has to be open. Um, and many of you don't realize that you're not. And I, I, I want to say this, especially, uh, and I don't want to, I don't want to pick on you ladies, but I think that it tends to be one of those areas where women get in their heads a lot and and carry that with them just because you've been hurt, just because a man has done you wrong, just because you have a pattern of you know dating narcissistic guys. I had a client the other day tell me, um, uh, what was it? There was a trigger and was it was something super silly. Um, oh, I know. It was a guy, she, she had met a guy that didn't go to college, um, didn't graduate college, had a great job, but the guy didn't go to college and um, or finish. And she said, well, I have dealt with this before. My ex-husband didn't go to college and he had all these hangups and insecurities about not going to college. And it caused a lot of problems in our relationship and caused a lot of problems with him. Newsflash. Nobody is anybody else. So nobody's your ex. No, I mean, yes, it's good to see red flags, but that's not a red flag. That's just somebody's life. That's just where somebody came from. Um, red flags are behaviors, right? Behaviors are patterns. Uh, somebody that's cheated, you know, over and over again, those are red flags. Those are behaviors. Somebody that lies, um, somebody that can't commit, these are behaviors. They're not who's, who, like, whether... Or not somebody owns a house or rents. It's not whether or not somebody um, went to college or didn't go to college. You follow me, everybody? It's really important that you not carry your baggage in from your other relationships, right? So this is these these patterns, these beliefs, which which be the next thing I would say is you've got to let go of these beliefs that are holding you back too. You know, um, for people that think that uh, all men are cheaters or um, all men are game players or women just want me for their for my money, which some of you don't even have money that women could want you for, but you think that anyway. What does that mean? Um, but 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 uh, but I I'm here to say that these beliefs, I'm I hear and these are weekly things that I hear all the time in my world, and, and they're holding you back. Things that you think in your head, um, beliefs you have about the opposite sex, beliefs you have about relationships, um, and, and well, you know, what, you know, if you're going to be hurt, or if somebody's going to, um, if somebody's going to use you, if somebody's dating other people and not, and not committed to you only. I mean, there's just all these things we come in with, and we have to have a clean slate. 
we have to have no expectations because if we have expectations for people based on what what we think we need or what we want or based on something different than we used to have, we're holding people to a standard that they can't meet because they're not anything else. They're not, I mean, it's not like, what was that show, Weird Science? Years ago, uh, were they the, that movie Weird where Science? They built the. Uh, they built the wo woman. Yes, yes. Yeah. They built the woman, and although I think there's an element to that, we have to do as far as getting clear on what we want, but we we can't expect that somebody's going to meet every single one of our needs, and when we do that, and then we dismiss people because they don't act a certain way, or they don't have a college degree, or they text you too much, or they didn't text you enough, or they didn't call you and ask you out, you know, before a date. I mean, for goodness sakes, I've heard some of you say, oh, well, if you, if you're, if you didn't meet your guy on online dating to be able to say, oh, well, you know, he or she is on an online dating site. Well, good. That, they, that means they want to have a relationship. So you've got to, You've got to stop putting expectations on relationships that haven't happened, on people when you first meet them. I mean, this this is this is where we need to start with the clean slate. You guys go out with somebody. Your main goal is to get to know them. Get to know them, right? Um, and if everybody went in that way, then we'd have a fair and balanced first meeting. What I do hear is people wanting to vomit information about themselves. You need to make sure it's balanced. You need to make sure that you're finding out about somebody else and, and that they're asking adequate questions about you. I know I hear from women more than men. Guys, maybe you're just trying to impress a woman, but you guys have to ask questions to a woman. You need to, you know, if, if she asks you about your family, you know, it might be a great thing for you to offer up questions um, to her about hers, right? So there's a reciprocity that needs to take place. There's an interest that needs to take place. If you leave a date and you know nothing more about somebody than you knew beforehand, you've had a failed date. You didn't get a, you didn't make a connection with that person. You mean to, you mean to tell me that conversation is a two way street? Is that what you're saying, Jen? God, you know, at one point, I you, we think that was common sense, right? <laughs> it you know, I think the hardest part of my job, guys, is that stuff. Like Ziggy just said, like this is common sense stuff that somehow we've either forgotten, we've gotten too lazy to um, to utilize it, but we, we have got to, and that's another thing on my list is communication. It's, it, I could do a whole podcast on communication because it's so bad. Some of you are overwhelming new people, blowing their phone up with text messages, calling them, asking them out, chill out. It's great that you want to date somebody. It's great that you want to be with somebody, but there's a balance there too. And I'm telling you, this is where you lose people right up front. They're watching, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to get a feel for who you are. And if you're overzealous, you're going to scare them away. Even if it's somebody that wants a commitment and wants somebody who's communicative, you can be over-communicative and overbearing. And then there's the under. 
right? Then there's that so many of you that don't know how to communicate. And I'm going to give you a tip in a minute on the best way to gauge how to communicate with somebody. But most of you gentlemen, not mo well, some of you, 80% of you guys are under communicators. You're not doing enough. Um, a woman, and this is the best way for me to describe it to you guys, I'm giving you a huge hint here. Women want to feel like they have somebody in their life. If you are absent from them, if they're not getting messages from you on a daily basis and you guys aren't checking in, how's your day? What's going on? You know, what do you have going today? You know, what? Did you sleep good last night? Whatever it was, did you have fun at your event? Whatever it, whatever means you have to communicate, communicate because that's really, guys, what most women I talk to, they don't want somebody blowing up their phone, but they want to know that somebody's there. And ladies, feel free to uh, feel free to jump in uh, and as well. And Jamie says, I'm guilty of this. Um, maybe you are, Jamie. <laughs> I love you. I'm just playing with you. But listen, I'm just telling you, Jamie, you are also, you know, if you are guilty of this, you are in a, in a, in the majority of men that are as well. I don't know, and I've said it a million times, I don't know whether you guys have gotten lazy that women will accept your bad communication and go out with you anyway, or you know, they're at your beck and call when you decide to text, you know, sporadically, you know, two days in between, you know, two day intervals. I mean, it's just, you're either there or you're not. You're either interested or you're not. If you're interested, show you're interested. If you're not, back off. Um, and I think women are losing tolerance for this at this point. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, I, if you knew how many relationships I've had to save, guys, uh, and as a matchmaker, I have to save a lot where the woman says, I, I just, I don't hear, I, he's great. We have a great time together. I like him a lot. He's just not communicating enough. He's just not reaching out enough. I'm not hearing from him. When we're together, it's great, but I don't hear from him in between. It's a deal breaker, guys. It's a deal breaker because yes, we all have busy lives. And all of you that are listening to my podcast, most of you are, are successful professionals and we know you're busy. We're all busy. And so trying to connect with somebody, you know, you might be able to only see them once or twice a week. You might. I mean, it, it, it's at least as you're in the courting stage, um, that may be you know, perfectly normal. But in the meantime, there's got to be something in between. Because if you're not filling that space, somebody else is going to fill it for you. You know, and and conversation needs to be active, meaning it needs to keep going every single day, something. Something. And and can I pop in here? Yeah, quick, absolutely. I, I think one of the things that, that I think is, is a good rule of thumb is if you notice that it, you are the only one ever initiating communication mm -hmm. or if the other party is the only one that's ever initiating communication, that's a problem one way or the other. Right. Just like communication is a two-way street, so is reaching out. Right. Right. Absolutely. And, and I think also, ladies, this doesn't, this doesn't take you away 
from, you know, what Ziggy just said, you know, you've got to reach out too. I mean, it's not, nothing's, I know we like to be courted ladies. I get it. I'm the, I'm your biggest supporter when it comes to you being a woman and he being a man. But sometimes ladies, that means reaching out to check on him if you haven't heard from him. How's your day? Is everything okay? You know, did you get some sleep last night? Um, whatever, the, you know, if, you, if he had a meeting that day, how'd your meeting go? You know, just something to say you're thinking about him because he's looking for signals also, ladies. So, and the more you feed into his signals and or and to his, you know, um, needs, he's going to meet yours. So there's a yin and a yang in all of this as well. Uh, Jasmine says, it makes me feel like they're juggling too many girls. When, guys, when you don't communicate, that's what ladies think. I can tell you that right now because, again, being in the middle of things, sometimes I can tell a woman, no, you're the only person he's dating. You're the only one he's interested in. You know, he's not dating anybody else um, because he's told me that, but she doesn't believe that. And she doesn't, she, because she just thinks when he's not communicating that he's got other things going on. And why is that ladies? That's because you've had men that were playing like that, right? You've dealt with men like that, especially if you've done online dating, you've, you've had those guys that um, are non-communicative because they're, they're, Playing the playing the field, they're you know talking to multiple women and dating multiple women, and um, and yes, it happens. So uh, so guys, that's what a girl thinks. So if you like her, if she's special, um, ball is in your court, guys, and that's the other thing too. If I could stress anything to you guys this year, if you want to change one thing, that would be learn how to court a woman, and if you don't know how to do that. Look up as many resources you, as you can um, to learn uh, techniques, which I'm not going to give you today, but we could. But, you know, I'm telling you some of them that courting a woman is something good women still want. Women that want a relationship still want it. And if you are not doing it, she's going to find a guy that does it. Uh, so um, we've all... I shouldn't say we've all. Some of us have had really great guys that held the bar really high. And you guys don't realize you're up against a high bar, and, and you should be, because gentlemen should be gentlemen. And I hope that some of you guys, that your dads raised you better to know how to treat a woman and how to court a woman and how to romance a woman. And speaking of that, here, let me add the, the next thing in for you guys. Guys... If you don't, and I'm not saying sleep with somebody on the first date, do not do that, or the second date or the third, don't do it. Of course, it's up to you when you do, but don't rush into things. But also don't let it get in the friend zone because some of you, you know, because you should treat it like a friendship initially, um, which we want you to because you should be friends first. But if you let too much time go by without making any move at all, She's going to put you in the friend zone and vice versa, ladies. Not that ladies, I want you to, you know, make out with a guy and grab him and throw him against a wall and kiss him. Not your job. <laughs> Not your job. Um, oh, my. But guys, that is your job. Uh, but, but, um, but it does need, there does need to be something. Touch, physical touch, a, a kiss, um, a something that, says I'm interested and 
um, I want more or I find you attractive. I mean, or tell her or tell him, ladies. It goes both ways. If you like them, tell them. That's okay too. I mean, again, not overboard, but it might be, you know what? I really enjoy spending time with you, right? Um, I'm, I have enjoyed getting to know you. I can't wait to see you again, ladies. That's your job. Give him hints. You know, let him know that you want to see him again. Let him give him buying signs so he wants to ask you out again and take you out again, right? Um, but move beyond a little bit in that physical part of it because if you don't, you go in the friend zone and it happens a lot. You guys know. Uh, and uh, uh, Julie says that communication builds a connection and it does. When you feel like you know somebody, or that somebody knows you, it is a connection, which brings me to a point, thank you, Julie, to, to say to you guys, quit with the superficial conversations. If you can't, when you're connecting with someone, the way to connect with them is to connect to something emotional. So you want to, you do want to ask them about their previous relationships. You do want to ask them about, you know, why they haven't met the, you know, the person of their dreams yet. You do want to ask them what their fears are and what holds them back. And those things are, those, those are the things that bond people together. So Get into the deeper conversations. Men want it, ladies, don't you guys? Um, men want it because these aren't conversations that most men, and there are some that do. I don't want to take that away from some of you guys, but men aren't sitting around talking about their feelings and what they want and what went wrong. And they, they don't have those opportunities. They're usually watching sports or playing sports with their friends. Um, and they're not talking about these things. So it's always a good opportunity when they get with a woman to be able to open up these conversations and to be able to bond with you. So don't be afraid to have those conversations. That is what is building the connection. So thank you, Julie, for that. And I have a follow-up to that. Yes. Something that, uh, something that you say all the time, Jen, is once those conversations start happening, the most important thing in those conversations is to be your authentic self. Yes. Oh, thank you. That is such a great point. Authenticity is key. If I could say that one thing a million times and in a million ways, people are looking for authenticity, authenticity today. It seems to be one of the number one um, things on men and women's list is that authentic factor. And there's enough pretentiousness. There's enough superficiality People want connections. They want a relationship. After the pandemic, especially, it really, people really saw when they were alone, they felt more alone. They, they, they want connection now more than ever. And being your authentic self allows you to show up as you, and it gives them permission to show up as them. And that harbors a safe, warm, um, comfortable place. And that's that's, I mean, after a date, after you've hung out with somebody, the, the best compliment somebody could give you is that was easy. That was fun. I enjoyed it. Like there was, it wasn't work. Um, and some of these dates are work. And I know I hear from you guys that they're work. So uh, Jamie says uh, that, you know, he doesn't want to be the only initiator. So uh, absolutely. Um, guys, and Jamie, you're right. I just said that. 
And I, I'm, I just, I want to reiterate again to you guys, you, if you want a relationship where you're the man and she's the woman, you initiate guys. Most of the time, most of the time, 95% of the time, I think you guys should initiate. Their women are waiting for it. They're sitting and waiting for it sometimes, most of the time. So they want you to lead. They're giving you the opportunity to lead. You're sitting back, guys, and bitching about women being, you know, um, feminist and so powerful and independent. Do your job and they won't be. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Pause. Um, B, B says, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> we probably passed by that thought. Um, be careful what you wish for. Okay. I'm not sure what that means. Um, hi, Cindy. Great to see you. Hey, Howard from Atlanta, Georgia. Go dogs. It's one of my bulldog fans. Um, okay. And, uh, Danielle says, be authentic and the, in real you, uh, the real you will come out anyway. Oh my God, thank you for that too. Be yourself, yes, is, and heal first. Because if you're yourself and you're broken, somebody's going to see that too. If you're broken, you don't want to hide that either because ultimately it's going to come out and break up the relationship. So you've got to heal first. And that was another thing on my list, everyone, is get rid of your stuff before you venture into a relationship. I know we all want love. Everybody wants love. We all need love. But if you're unhealthy, if you're carrying baggage, if you've got an attitude, if you've got fears around love or relationships, you've got to heal them first. It's not somebody else's job to make you happy. It's not somebody else's job to complete you. It's not somebody else's job to entertain you. I mean, if you can't be alone, gosh, this has been a huge theme last year. So many of you can't be alone. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, you have to be able to be alone and happy. I know there's a, I know there's a, a, a place in there where you can be too happy alone um, and you don't want to be there either, too comfortable alone, but you, you need to be able to be on your own and do things on your own and be completely happy and satisfied and not lonely. You may be alone, but you're not lonely because the space you want somebody to show up in is a space of confidence, a space where somebody's going to better your life and improve where you are, not fill a void. And somebody knows if they enter into a connection, a relationship with somebody, and they're not whole and they've got wounds, they know darn well that they're traveling into a rabbit hole and nobody wants to go there. We're adults. We shouldn't have to. It's your job to heal before you get in a relationship. Um, okay. So, uh, so uh, yes. Hello, Monday night, Ron. We're kicking your butt, uh, Bama. <laughs> I got my football people. Okay. Okay. Uh, Okay, so, okay, guys, this one's for you. I'll get you ladies in here too. I know I'm kind of flipping around. Actually, guys and ladies, this is for both of you, but more for guys. Guys, stop it with the looks. You've got to go for what's beneath, all right? Looks are only gonna take you so far. I can tell you right now, and I have this conversation with people all the time with my matchmaking business, because people go in age groups, and you guys... Unfortunately, you many of you men, until you reach your mid-50s, 
you don't grow up in realizing, I need to date women my age that are mature, that are successful, that don't want me for my money, that aren't using me, that are, that are emotionally mature. Um, it, you get so tired of these young women using you and doing the things, the stupid, immature things that they do because they're immature, and you want to date women your age, but you need to reach it faster. I mean, if you are in your 40s and 50s, date your date within five years of your age. I mean, really, as a general rule, I'm not telling you you can't date somebody that's 10 years younger or 10 years older. You can. There are exceptions to every rule. I get that. But you should date within a five-year radius. And so many of you think, well, I look so much younger than I am. I hear that all the time. I know I sound awful. <laughs> Christian Ziggy, don't laugh so hard. But it's true. I mean, I hear it from, I hear it from you guys. Really, I hear it from you guys more than I hear it from you girls. And you, some of you guys need to look in the mirror because you don't look so much younger than you are. You just think you are. And I, there's, there has to be something psychological, you know, with that whole deal. But. We And ladies, same thing. I know you think so too. It's great. You have great skin. You take care of yourself. There are things about aging you can't take away. Um, so date your age. It doesn't matter what you look like. Date, your, date around your age group and stop going for the superficial because it's what's underneath that's going to matter. It's what, it's who they are as a person. Are they a good person? Are they a kind person? Are they a person with values and morals? Can they be faithful and honest? Can they be in a committed relationship, right? Do you have lifestyle things in common? Do you like the same things? Do you like doing the same things? Somebody that likes to, you know, uh, go hiking all the time and go to the mountains and, um, you know, they're doing outdoorsy, you know, stuff and you're a homebody that likes to sit and watch Netflix, it's not going to work. It's not. I mean, you might think those are superficial things, but those are actually the things long-term that make or break a relationship because you have to enjoy being together, which means you have to enjoy doing things together. Having said that, I'd like a small um, disclaimer on that. It also means broaden your horizons this year, everybody. If you don't, if you haven't liked hiking and it's not something you do, try it. If you haven't tried it in 20 years, try it. See, maybe you would like it now. If you don't like the theater, but your partner does, maybe you, you could suck it up and go to the theater with them and they could suck it up and come watch football with you right? So you, it's a give and take in those things as well. So you definitely, definitely want to make sure that you're broadening your horizons, trying new things. If you're with the right person, it doesn't matter what you're doing, right? You can be sitting doing nothing and enjoy the company of the right person. So broaden your horizons, be open. And if, um, if you never try <laughs> it, how are you going to know whether you do like it or not? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, just like Jen said, if you, if, if the last time you hiked was in 20 years, right, a lot has changed in 20 years. Right. If the last time you went to the theater was 15 years ago, a lot changes in 15 years. Right. Uh, including yourself and your look on the world. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to encourage everybody, you know, what he just said is that, you know, we do change and we are, we may be different people than we think that we are. Please, this year, please try breaking your mold. Try it. You may 
you may not like it. You may, you, if you always went out with, you know, really good looking people, go out with somebody that's not so good looking. Because what you might find is you may not be attracted to them. That's okay. Sometimes you might, you might surprise yourself, but you might find things that they do that nobody else has done. So maybe the good looking girls that you went out with or good looking guys you went out with, you know, had qualities, inner qualities that were missing. And maybe you're able to find, you know what? I do like a man that's attentive. I do like a guy that pays attention to me. I do like a man that looks at me in the eye when we're talking instead of watching everything that's going around. I do like the fact that he plans our dates. And I know I'm using he because I'm a girl. Um, but it does go both ways. I mean, with ladies, guys, I mean, maybe she's not exactly what you what you have dated. Maybe she's a, a few pounds overweight. Maybe she's a little bit taller than you. Um, maybe she's not as pretty as the girls you've gone out with. Maybe, she, I, I don't know, maybe she doesn't have the personality that you're used to. You've got to try something different because I promise everybody brings qualities to a connection. And you need to figure out what qualities you might be missing out on. And once you experience great things, then you can hold, you have a different expectation, not, not expectation, but um, standard that you can hold for people uh, that maybe you didn't have before. So you may come back and decide, okay, I do want somebody a little better looking. I need to be attracted to them. And I never did. I went out with 10 girls that I wasn't attracted to, but I liked all these things about them. Now I'd like to find someone attractive that I'm attracted to that also has these qualities and I'm not willing to settle for less than that. So try something different. Um, I've done it. I have. I'm preaching to the choir. I've done it myself. What you learn out of that ultimately is that it's not about looks. And girls, ladies, I think most of you um, most of you are in that place. You guys, you ladies have tried doing that and you've come back to a place where you're like, you know what, I'll give a guy that's a, you know, a six or seven looks wise in my book, I'll give him a chance in the hopes that maybe he has some of these other qualities that I might be looking for or that there's something underneath here. Um, guys, ladies are doing it all the time. I know, you know, you may think that you're just a stud, but you know, women may not, there's plenty of times women don't think you're good looking and I do this for a living. So, you know, I, there's plenty of times as a matchmaker, I've had to encourage women to go out with a guy that may not be as good looking as the men that she's dated, or she may look at him and say, I'm really not that attracted. I can tell you right now, I've got a couple that's married and they watch my podcast sometimes. Um, you know, I shouldn't say him. She's cute. He wasn't, she wasn't that attracted to him. She said, he's not my type that I've usually gone out with. Um, their first date, they had a great conversation though. And same thing, neither one of them were like compelled to each other, but they went out again and started really enjoying each other's company. And, you know, we did have to work on things. I can't say it was seamless with communication and different things like that. But you know what? They're married now. They just, they fell in love. They really liked each other. And though the initial attraction wasn't there, um, they, they, they became attracted enough to marry and fall in love with that person. So super, super important. Uh, okay. So Brent says, would you consider, uh, hold on a second. 
Um, diametrically opposed taste in music as an issue or red flag. And V said, that's a huge issue for me. There has to be a musical intersection for me because I love attending concerts and live music events. Uh, so if his musical taste did not align with mine, I'd be going without him. I'm interested in that. Okay. Um, I, uh, I get, I, I, I hear where you're coming from, Brent, you know, um, I, I, I'm a music lover also, and what, my two favorite things are football and live music. And, uh, and if somebody can't do live music with me, I'm going anyway. But it gives me an opportunity, because I've had guys that don't want to go sweat when it's 100 degrees outside to go watch, you know, Jason Aldean, you know, live in concert, which I don't know why, um, put less clothes on. But, um, but, but I hear that. And you know what? I, would I love to enjoy that concert with him? I would. I really would. Is it disappointing to me? It is disappointing to me. But guess what? I'll find a girlfriend to go and we'll have a great time and I get some girl time in and I get to do something I love, right? And it's not deprived. He's not telling me I can't go, right? We have to pick our battles, right? I mean, we have to pick our battles. So I, I understand is my point with the music thing. I understand, but pick your battles as far as that's concerned because live music events aren't going year round. They're typically more summer oriented. And they're not every single weekend because your favorite bands aren't coming every weekend, unless you're some band groupie, then I suppose it would affect your life. Um, but we've got to pick our battles. And I don't, I really just don't think that's one of them. I mean, if ladies, you might have a guy that plays golf. I mean, there's something men love to do with their guy friends. I mean, he may not want you there. <laughs> he probably doesn't want you there. But, um, but the point is, is that you know, he's going to have hobbies. You're going to have hobbies. They don't all have to be the same. But when you two are, you know, in your life together, you better like the same things, right? You better enjoy the same things. Like if you're going to go on vacation and he hates the beach and you love the mountains, you know, it's once or twice a year. You can figure that out, right? But if he sits in front of the TV every single day and he's a couch potato and he doesn't move... Um, and you want to go out to dinner or you want to go do things and you're active, that's going to be a problem. All right. That's where, when I talk about lifestyle and commonalities, those are the deal breakers are the every single day things, right? Um, if he's a workaholic and doesn't come home till nine o'clock at night, you know, and, and it's important to you to have quality time and spend, have dinner together or dinner as a family. These are problems. These are things that, that do, that are lifestyle oriented. Um, so we want to look at some of the more day-to-day -day things. Um, not, I think a bigger thing would be, uh, I hope we're doing okay on time. Yep. Um, this night owl early morning thing. This is a, this is something that I've seen disconnect people, right? <laughs> yeah, so this has happened for Ziggy, clearly. <laughs> What's your story, Ziggy? Uh, it, it's just, a, it's just, it goes back to the general thing of, I, I'm, like I was saying earlier, if you haven't tried it in a while, try it. I, I think that's the same that goes for music. I think that it, even if you don't like a particular type of music, if you listen to it with, you know, someone that you're going out with recording, it can grow on you. Uh, I think the one thing that it doesn't really... <laughs> 
<laughs> the one thing that doesn't really grow on you is if you are set in kind of your day-to-day -day routine and what you are used to, like if you are used to waking up, you know, later in the morning and then working and then going out at night, that's, that's one thing. If you are an early bird, there's nothing wrong with either of those things, but it is very hard to meld those two together, in my opinion. It's, it's very, very hard. Yeah, if you're a night owl, it can be difficult. I know, uh, I know a lot of couples that sleep in separate bedrooms um, because one or the other goes to bed earlier than the other. But there is a meet in the middle. I know, um, I know my my ex was uh, went to bed every night, <laughs> every night at ten o'clock. We he may not have gone to sleep at ten, but he was in bed by ten, and. I made the concession to do that because I probably needed to go to bed earlier. Um, I couldn't always fall asleep when he fell asleep, but I at least went to bed with him <laughs> um, and compromised. So I think that that's one of those things, though, that, you know, if you're somebody that stays up till two o'clock in the morning and your person goes to bed at 10 o'clock or nine o'clock at night, that's a hard thing. Or somebody that wakes up at, you know, four or five o'clock in the morning and you have somebody else that sleeps in till 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning, that could be hard. That could be really hard, especially on the weekend. So, you know, you want some of those commonalities. Um, uh, Jamie says, there's someone who hits snooze on the alarm for an hour. <laughs> he says, get up, girl. <laughs> God, there's some joy in being able to hit that snooze button though. Um, Okay, so back to getting ready for the next year. Um, ladies, I'm going to give you a tip here. Shouldn't even have to say this, but ladies, don't forget that you're a woman. Femininity turns a man on. It allows him to be masculine. If you're dominating the conversation, if you're dominating um, the relationship as far as the direction of it, of how fast or slow it's going, what the status is of the relationship, um, you know, how he's allowed or not allowed to make plans with you, um, where you guys go and don't go. I mean, ladies, you've got to be... You've got to be like the ocean. You've got to be more, you've got to be easier and go with the flow a little bit more. And I get it as a woman. I run my own business. I run several of my own businesses. There's a hat we have to put on, a leadership hat that we have to put on as women uh, these days for those of us with important jobs. And many of you that I'm talking to have those. Ladies, you have to know when to take that hat off. And then you want to complain because a man's not taking the lead. But men will tell you and they tell me they can't because you're overpowering them. You're making all the decisions. You're trying to control everything. And so they 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 back off. They just learn to, to back off. Um, so I think that's such a big it's such a big thing. And ladies, I, I would encourage you um, to, to brush up on your femininity skills, whatever that takes. Again, I know I've done a podcast on that before, a whole podcast, but um, you, you've, got to, you've got to learn how to be more passive. Um, you've got to learn to allow a man to be a man, um, to do the things that make him feel like he's in charge sometimes, like he's able to do something for you, um, that, he's a, that he brings value to the relationship. We need men. 
We need men. Men need women and women need men. So if we both did our part of being the man or the woman, then we would be in really good shape, which goes to the, uh, goes to you guys, the, which I said earlier, guys, you got to step up to the plate, you know? There's a way for you, gentlemen, if a woman is being too controlling or if she's trying to make all the decisions, there's a loving way for you to teach her that she doesn't have to. You know, if she says, well, you know, let's let's go to this restaurant, you know, and how does 730 work? You could say, you know what? I've got a place picked out for me. Do you trust me? Right? So instead, just pull it back and do it with love and do it with grace and do it with some intrigue and mystery. But, you know, that's a great way to have a guy that used to say, do you want to, do you, do you know where you want to go for dinner or do you want me to surprise you? You know what? I may have known where I wanted to go to dinner, but I'd rather him surprise me. So surprise me, right? As long as they know me and they're not bringing me to eat like I don't know, pigs or, um, <laughs> or raw fish or something disgusting. Um, so, or game, gamey food. Um, so yeah, if a guy, if you trust a guy and he knows what you like and you don't like, give him some power, ladies, give a man power, because if you give a man power, he can, he can then lead a relationship. Uh, I know Danielle says, surprise me. Um, oh, Brent, you make us men folks, wait, you let us men folks be manly men. Yes, Brent, we want you to be manly men. We do. Ladies really do want that. I think you guys have learned how to back off from women versus standing up to them. I was just talking to one of my manly men friends um, about this last weekend. We were talking about the fact that there's, again, a great way to reel women back in and the fact that you've got to command your manly man presence. If she's controlling the conversation, if she's controlling where the relationship goes or trying to control relationship goes, you know, guys, there's ways that you can communicate um, to her and, and lead her back to the fact that you're in charge and you're leading things and she's okay and she's safe, right? Uh, so, you know, are you, if, let's just say, for example, a woman wants to know, you know, okay, I need to know if you're dating other, you know, women or not. Cause if you are, then I don't want to date you anymore. Cause you ladies do that sometimes with guys, um, guys, it's perfectly okay to tell a woman at that point, you know, I have been dating other women. Um, I feel like in a relationship, we need to get to a point where we have that conversation where we're both ready. If you want to talk about it, I'd be happy to talk about it. I'd be happy to open up discussion about it. But this is a joint decision. You know, nobody's going to give you an ultimatum. Not that you would say, don't give me an ultimatum. But, but the point is, is there's loving ways to bring these conversations back so that you're in charge and um, you're leading the relationship again. And uh, I really do feel like we need to do a podcast on that because women have become so strong that they are, that they have trained you guys to, I think, trained you guys to back away. So some of you are just lazy, sorry. Um, some of you guys are just lazy and you've learned to be lazy and you've gotten away with it because women were a dime a dozen. Good women aren't. 
and that's not how you get a good woman. So don't complain about having bad women when you treat them that way or you're not doing your job, guys. Um, but I do think the other part of that is that women have taught you to back off because they're so strong and they are uh, so overpowering and can be so bitchy. Sorry, ladies, that, you know, you guys get scared and you learn to say, of course. It's funny. I have a guy friend of mine that... Um, if I ever tell, and he's a friend, he's not a boyfriend, he's just a friend. And if I ever tell him to do something like, hey, you know, we need to, you know, get this done or whatever that done, he'll say, on it. That's it. That's all I get back, on it. And I've noticed he does it a lot. That's all, that's, that says he's Johnny on the spot. That, that's all a woman needs to know is that, you know, you've got it covered. Um, women requesting something, you know, uh, telling you that, you know, um, I'll be done done at work at, you know, seven o'clock. We can go anytime after that. Guys, just a perfect response will be perfect, right? Perfect. You've got it. So guys, it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take a lot of explanation to put a woman um, at ease and put her in her place. I say that as a woman. I love you, ladies. Um, some of you do need to put in your place. Um, so, um, so, all right. Uh, I don't know how much time we have left. A few more minutes. Um, this is really, really important for the new year. You guys have got to get out and start going and doing new things. Try new places. Um, try going. And ladies, gentlemen, the bars are not the place to be anymore. Healthy people, healthy, smart uh, educated people are not going and hanging out in clubs with, you know, the flu and every God knows what else is going around um, with everything going around. They're not doing it. They're not sandwiched in, you know, in these bars trying to pick up people. We're not doing it anymore. You've got to get more creative and finding other things to do. Um, I love the idea of eating by yourself. If you can't eat by yourself, there's a problem. But going to restaurants that you like and sitting at the bar and ordering dinner, guess what? You're going to meet the bartenders. You're going to meet the people that work in the restaurant. You're going to meet girls. You're going to meet guys. You're going to meet everybody around you brushing up your social skills, have a great dinner, and possibly meet new people um, that like the same things you like, right? If you frequent a sushi restaurant, you meet other people that like sushi. You frequent a steak restaurant with maybe, you know, a piano bar or something, you've probably found somebody else that has similar taste in food and music so or atmosphere. So you you need to go where you like doing things. Um, you know, that also means, ladies, gentlemen, have fun with your friends. Go out and do things. I mean, I haven't played top golf in a long time, but that's something to do. Go have fun doing th the things that you love. Instead of making your whole purpose about going somewhere where you can meet somebody, go have fun. Do the things that you love. Go to different places than you've gone to. I mean, if you like music and you haven't been going to concerts, start finding ways to go and do the things that you love to do um, and get out there and do that and meet the other people that are doing them as well, right? So there's safe ways to do that in today's world. I can't believe I'm having this conversation that I have to talk about the safe ways. But, you know, we, we can't be afraid of going out and meeting people and talking to people and being face-to-face -face with new people. Um, we can do it safely and we can do it and be healthy. Um, but we do need to start 
branching out and doing things and going to places we wouldn't normally go because good people also, where do quality people hang out? I mean, where do the good quality people hang out? I mean, if you are, if you're wanting a sophisticated man um, or woman, um, I promise you, if you're going to hang out at Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, you're probably, they're probably not going to be there, you know? So you've got to go where your people are, right? Um, so it's, it's important that you branch um, out. Uh, it's important that you branch out. Um, and Lynn says, we all want to be seen and heard. And thank you for saying that, Lynn. That, that is probably one of our most human basic needs, is to be seen and heard and known and accepted, right? Seen, heard, known, and accepted. And the, that's a big, I mean, that's a big ask. It really is in today's world. It's a really big ask. But if we're showing up with standards and without expectations, if we're showing up healed and healthy, right, without gaping wounds and expectations for people that they'll never meet, we're not going to find love if we keep trying to do it the same way we did that in the patterns that weren't working, all right? Go for somebody different. Try new things. Try different people. Try different personalities. Try people that have different jobs, you know, different types of jobs. I mean, we have got to branch out. Ladies and gentlemen, I live in the DFW area. There is a there is a strong 635, I-635 is a highway, and it separates Dallas, the city, from Dallas, the suburbs, even North Dallas suburbs. People in the city don't even want to cross 635, an interstate, to go anywhere else. I'm going to tell you something. If you keep finding the same pretentious, you know, people in your city, you better try somewhere else. That's, it's important. I mean, I'm not saying go slumming, right? I'm not, I'm not saying that, but try going to Fort Worth. I know that's a, that's a good 45 minute drive. Try going out to Fort Worth. It's a totally different vibe. Try going to North Dallas. Try going to Addison. Try going to, uh, McKinney. I don't even want to say McKinney. Try going to Frisco. You know, it's all built up. Try going to Plano. There's new places. And I know some of you people that are not in Dallas and the, in the, and I know we have a lot of listeners in other places. Branch out. Get the heck out of your little tiny town and your small mind that's keeping you there and find different people because you never know where your person's going to be. And if you've been looking in the same pool for years and years and years, you've, Definition of insanity, right? I don't have to even say the second line. It almost makes me sad to have to do that. Um, so, all right. Um, so, uh, all right. That's it. I, um, I don't want to run over. I know we started just a teeny bit early. Um, you know what, guys? This, um, this month, as things, um, as things are, are moving forward with lovability, I've got a really full plate. I'm restructuring some things right now so that I have a little bit more time. But until I do that, I'm going to go lovability every single or every other week um, for at least January. Um, we did it in December too, and I miss you guys terribly. I at least have to see you every other week. 
Um, but for now, um, I want it to be quality material and I don't want to feel rushed in getting here. And I'm super busy right now. This is my busy season up until February 14th. Um, so uh, every other week, um, that gives you guys the opportunity to put it on your schedule. So we are going to the next, uh, the next week will be when, Ziggy? When's the next? Uh, two weeks from now will be January 21st will 21st. be the next episode. Okay, so that's going to be the next Lovability show this month. So um, I'm sorry to do that to you guys. I love being here more than you guys probably even love being here. I love talking to you. I love teaching. It's my passion. It's, it's what I enjoy more than anything. Um, but I want to, uh, I want to bring you quality stuff and I want to be prepared. Uh, and um, I want to also build something for all of you so that every single one of you can find love as we move forward in the new year. So I'm working on that right now. Um, okay. Well, I love you guys. Happy new year. Happy 2022. Uh, thank you for all the birthday love yesterday. Awesome. Amazing. Just another day, but um, so great to see some of your faces that I haven't seen in a long time and hear from you. Um, and I'll see you in two weeks. Stay blessed. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Stiers.